Hey, Emily. Yes. Well, you know what? I've been thinking. And here's the deal. You know how like when people, well, what I'm trying to say is that you ever seen how like, in other words, what I'm trying to get at, if you Wait know what I'm right talking about. There. I what? tell you what, if we're going to be talking about how men and women talk to each other and communicate, right? you're going to have to learn how to communicate at all. Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Three dozen episodes under our belt. This is episode number 36 of X and Y on the Fly from X and Y Communications. As always, I'm your host, Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And you know what? We got a lot of energy today because we just finished a wild, riotous, orgasmic session in the bedroom. So we're all <laughs> we're all set. We're ready to go, aren't we? Yes. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well, I figure you know that's the gift that keeps on giving, right? <laughs> well, it depends. Right. It did when Junior was born. That's for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well. Anyway, we're digressing pretty hard here. We got a show for you today that has been a long time in the works. We're excited to talk about it with you. A lot of you have emailed in saying, hey, look, you know what, Scott and Emily, how am I supposed to talk to motos? Motos being, of course, members of the opposite sex. You know, one of these days we're going to have to, like, just assume everybody knows what motos are by now. But every time I do that, I always get these emails going, what does motos mean? So I always have to, like, talk about it. But motos is... Members of the opposite sex. Members of the opposite sex. And, uh, you know, being moto people. Right. Yeah, it sort of makes sense that we would coin that one. But it seems like, Emily, people have this universal issue talking to the opposite gender. It's a very common problem, especially when it comes to either breakups or trying to understand what issues they may be having in their relationships. Communication seems to be so big when it comes to relationships. Yeah, well, breakups, we've been dealing with several people who are going through tough breakups. And, you know, on the blog at edumacation.com, that's E-D-U-M-C-K-A-Y-T-I-O-N.com, front slash blog, if you will. It'll go there no matter what, right? We're going to talk about breakups. We're going to do a whole series on breakups because, I mean, it's that popular of an issue right now. Can you call it a popular issue? It's kind of an unpopular issue it's a popular issue to talk about fair enough it's a popular unpleasant issue yeah there you go but either way we're going to cover it because it needs to be covered but it's funny how that's one of the first things you would think of when you think about communication because man when you're breaking up with someone you really got to know how to communicate well it's because women say one thing and mean something else right in other words they'll give you the freeze out or they'll say well i want to date some other people and what they're really doing is just testing the guy and say look big boy move it or lose it Give me some attention. Right. Give them more attention or make a commitment to me. But really, guys don't speak that language. And what you're talking about is a very real symptom of what we're talking about. Guys and gals just don't know how to talk to each other. We don't speak each other's language. We don't. And so what we want to do is clear it up. Well, we're going to do our darndest. Yes. I'm not sure one podcast will do the trick. I can speak on the women's behalf. Yeah, well, it's like trying to use Drano on the Hoover Dam or something. But we'll, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. But before we do that, Emily, you know what we're going to do? We're going to hit an email that was sent to us by Susie, who's, um, well, she's got one foot in Buenos Aires, Argentina right now. 
and the other foot in New York City. She's relocating. But those are two of our favorite places. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Here it goes a little bit like this. Well, it was addressed to you. It was. Yeah, it says, Hi, Emily. I've listened to both you and Scott's podcast from day one. I just love you, too, and I think it's great how you promote courtship. Well, I don't know about all that. But Why? Courtship? Yes. You know what I think of when I think of courtship? I love courtship. That's a way of becoming romantic and falling in love and getting to know one another. Well, I uh, think about the show The Courtship of Eddie's Father. I think I was too young for that. Well, I guess I'm showing my age, but people let me tell you about my best friend. Oh, I remember that tune. And you know what? It's so appropriate because you know what happens when guys think in terms of courtship? What? They end up being the best friend. I don't know about that. No, I don't know. I think that's a great way to land in the friend zone. That's the flowers and the candy and the kissing up. I don't know. Courtship to me is just a... I don't know, it's kind of a slimy term, but we're digressing. I don't know, courtship to me is talking and getting to know one another. Well, see, men and women speak different languages already. Yeah, even terminology is different. Yeah, I know. One line into this voicemail from this listener, we've already digressed back to our original topic for the show. Man, crazy stuff. Anyway, enough about us, Susie. Back to you. This is from Susie, by the way. Did I say that? Yes. All right, well, just to remind those of you who weren't listening the first time, <laughs> namely me. <laughs> I was actively dating in New York City about a year ago before I moved to Argentina. I have been traveling and in transition for a long time now, and in one month I'm moving back to New York City. Sidley. And in one month I'm finally moving back to New York City to settle down. I'm trying to get myself back in gear for the dating scene and, well, a grounded life. I'll be job hunting and trying to get settled, but I'm so eager to get to dating. I just love it. Well, I've been scoping out dating sites and such, but my girlfriend says I should try to settle in, hit the town, and just see what happens. She thinks I should hold off on the dating sites, which makes sense to test the waters first. Uh, did I mention I was 22? People tell me I'm too young to be on a dating site and that I should be putting my energy into other things and letting nature take its course. I wanted to get your advice on how I should handle this new transition. Should I just chill out and focus on other things? I guess I'm kind of eager to find that right man for a long-term relationship. It's been a good three years since my last true boyfriend. What do you think? Thanks for your time. All the best, Susie. That's an excellent question. Actually, there's a bunch of questions in there. Yeah, it's a kind of a big, well-rounded issue. Yes. But it's amazing how many people write to us with very similar issues. As a matter of fact, I got a phone call earlier from someone in New York City, no less, with something very similar going on. You know, New York City is a strange place. You've got millions and millions of people the largest metro area in the United States of America. Yet there's still a lot of lonely people there. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of people to be lonely. Yeah, but you know what happens is people get so busy and so wrapped up in every aspect of their life, but their social and their dating life, that they just never get around to it. Well, I think it boils down to what your priorities are in mm. life. For sure. example, if your house is on fire, you're not going to go, wait, you know, I got a couple of things I need to do first. <laughs> right, I gotta change. The, I gotta put the load of laundry into the dryer before I run out of my burning house. Yeah, it's kind of I a Maslow's hierarchy. One thing. more business phone call to make because I have to make this last, you know, closure of whatever it is that I'm doing. Right, the guy at the bottom of the swimming pool is not thinking about how hungry he is and how he could order a pizza right now. Right, he, he wants to get to the top of the swimming pool and get some oxygen going. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Susie, I'll tell you what. If you want encouragement to go out and date, you've talked to the right people. If you want encouragement to sit around and wait for something to happen to you while being passive, you have emailed the wrong podcast. Hi, Emily. That's right, because so many women follow that advice and find themselves at the age of 30-something, 40-something still single because uh -huh. they never made the effort 
to find somebody. That's right. And Not to mention, I was thinking when I read that, is do you want your dating pool or your dating options to be small? Or would you rather get to know more men so that you have a bigger and broader spectrum of men to pick from so that you can pick the best one available to you? Well, I've noticed here already Susie likes to be a globetrotter. She likes to go and see the world. And, I mean, at 22, she should be doing that. I mean, that's cool to live in Argentina for a year. I know. How awesome is that? Oh, yeah. Excellent. And great, great experience. But, see, that's putting aside the concept of long-term relationships. Obviously, you don't want to get all mucked up with somebody in Argentina then have to move back to New York. I mean, that is a wicked long flight. We know from experience. Well, what she needs to do is find somebody with the same passion of traveling and going around the globe that way. Oh, yeah. that's what she wants. Yeah, and then not leave for like a year at a time. Right. (laughs) And there's plenty of men out there who would love to do that. Right. But kind of drilling down into her current issue. Susie, I would say, yeah, first of all, online dating is a great idea. I mean, don't listen to people who don't know much about online dating and are just going on hearsay. Online dating is pretty much the derogare thing to do right now in terms of people who are single and looking. It is just kind of like something cool to have an online profile. You can get on plentyoffish.com and in the New York City area, you're going to find just literally thousands of guys. Some of them will be higher quality than others. Um, Emily, your new program, Click With Him, helps women take care of that, but we'll talk about that later. Right. But... I think absolutely. You just can't you can't lose by putting an online profile up there with some nice pictures and don't just say holla at your girl if you think I look good, you know. Put some effort some, into put it. Put some effort into that profile. And then also I would say get into social networking. Get a Facebook profile, get a MySpace profile, just make some friends in New York City and build your social circle because from what I know about New York City, and of course I've never lived there, I've only visited quite a bit. Um, is that there's a lot of people that are doing very busy things all day long. You know, it's a, it's the city that never sleeps in many ways, like Frank Sinatra said. But everybody's kind of got their own compartmentalized little life. They go to their work. They do their social thing. They may go to the same deli, the same coffee shop. And you really are so busy, you don't ever get around to meeting someone. And when you do, it's at some bar or a club where you're not going to meet the high-quality people you want to meet anyway. Right. You want to actually find the best person you can possibly find. And, you know, what's interesting about the online dating sites is there's so many people on there yeah. of all kinds of personalities, all kinds of wants and desires, that it's not just for the young or for the old or the middle age. It's for everybody. Yeah, and I would say, Susie, we're not talking about just going out and dating everybody. You can be as picky as you'd like to be. But while you're looking, it's good to have as broad a net cast as you possibly can. And online dating in New York City, you will be in front of more guys quicker than you would be if you were just wandering the streets, you know. Hoping that somebody's brave enough to approach you. Right, because I'll tell you straight up, as much as you would love to think that guys are just going to all mob you and ask you for your phone number, 98% of guys are too shy to do that, even in New York City. Whereas they'd be braver online. They would be a lot braver online. So go for it. Definitely, Susie. And thanks a million for this email. And uh, we are also very thankful to you for saying all the nice things to us, and we're glad you're enjoying the podcast. Absolutely. And for sending us such a nice email, what we're going to do is we're going to send you a copy of the women's version of Deserve What You Want. Got your email, and that'll be coming right at you. Thanks again, and uh, safe and uh, careful move to you there, all the way from the Southern Hemisphere back to New York, the Big Apple. That's right. Okay, now let's get down to what we're going to talk about today. That's right. You haven't communicated to me yet. (laughs) 
actually, we were going to talk about how men and women communicate to each other. And we started off talking about, of all things, we were talking about breakups and divorces. You know, divorces probably happen a lot because people don't communicate. What's the number one reason for divorce, really? Yeah, well, that's finances. If you get to the core reason, that's generally it. And even with finances, if you don't communicate well, you're going to have those issues and those problems. Yeah, well, lack of communication skill will exacerbate just about any situation. Obviously, if there's infidelity or a gambling habit or rampant drunkenness or something like that, that's that's completely different. But you do hear that recurring theme of, of communication issues, irreconcilable differences. Right. That seems to me like that is all about communication all the time. Right. So what about this situation with guys and gals not being able to communicate? How come we can't just get together and talk to each other? Well, we talk two different languages. You really think so? Oh, absolutely. I think we just think we talk two different languages, but if you cut us, we all bleed red and we all really have feelings to some degree. but it's still beside the fact because even terminologies can be viewed differently by the opposite sex, by our motives. Tell me more. Like, if you say to a man, well, I've gone on, you know, numerous dates, his interpretation of that could be, well, she's slept with numerous people. I went to go eat with a few people. Oh, if a guy tells a woman he's dating a bunch of different women right now, what's the first thing she's going to think? Admit it. That he's a player. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, what's the difference between the male perception there and the female perception there? I think we should just stop playing games with each other. I mean, here's the deal, okay? Nobody likes to be lied to. Nobody likes to be tricked. Nobody likes to be hornswoggled or any of those other Warner Brothers cartoon words, right? Right. Hoodwinked, flim-flammed. And everybody wants to be dealt with clearly. You know, if you read men's dating advice, you'll say, okay, now women are all touchy-feely and they never really communicate what they really want. They're always kind of talking in code. And you hear a lot about decoding women, right? Well, we do talk in code sometimes. But when I talk to women, all I hear is, how come guys won't tell me straight what they want? Why can't guys just talk to me clearly? But I think it's true that guys talk in code just as much as women do. We just have to learn how to, I guess, decode each other. As nasty as that sounds. Unsavory thought. Let's decode everything. Well, okay. First of all, if someone is dating other people, you have the right to say, what does that mean? I mean, we all have the right to say to each other, what did that mean? What do you mean by that? I mean, you don't want to browbeat people, especially like on a first date. Right. But after you're dated a while. Just communicate. Just ask the questions. You know what I think it is? Here's what I think it all comes down to when you get down to this big nebulous issue of why can't men and women talk to each other. You ready? Okay. I think men are afraid. I think we're wusses. I think we see women as this incredible prize that we may or may not be worthy of and she might reject us if we approach her and talk to her. And we get all wrapped up in that to the point where we say to ourselves, man, there's just too much at stake here. I have no idea what to say. But she's just a human being. You just talk to her. Well, women feel that way too. They see this guy, he's wonderful, and they're afraid to talk about a particular issue because he might leave. That's right. And she's afraid of that. So it's easier to avoid what's going on rather than to actually talk about it. It's all fear-based. Yes. I mean... People I know can go talk to all sorts of people unless she happens to be an attractive woman. And I know women who are the same way. They are incredibly social, have lots of friends, can talk to children, 
brilliantly. You can talk to older guys, their boss, guys they aren't attracted to, but, you know, they get in front of a guy they actually like, and they're tongue-tied. Well, because they're afraid if they say the wrong thing, he's going to leave. Right. So, in other words, this is a common problem. Right. What we've got to do is we've got to get over our own awestruck state when we're in front of someone we're attracted to and realize it's just conversation. It's not special conversation. It's just conversation. It may turn flirtatious. It may turn sexually charged. And I think there you have another whole can of worms, and that's that women want to be flirted with. Women want to flirt, but they don't want to come off cheap or sleazy. Right. And men don't want to come off as creepy or perverted. Right. What probably leads to the whole code, because if we come up to you and say, hey, and then spill our guts to you, we're going to look exactly that, you know, easy. Yeah, I I know guys that probably pretty much need a two-by-four upside the head with she likes you written on the (laughs) two-by-four in five different languages. We can tell you (laughs) ten different ways that we like you without saying we like you, and you just don't get the hint. Guys, women are not going to be forward if they don't have to be. I mean, it's very rare. And so if a woman is talking to you, if she's friendly towards you, if she keeps being friendly towards you, then she probably likes you. There's this massive frustration out there with the concept of a woman saying, well, why did you think I was flirting with you? I was just being friendly. God, guys are afraid of hearing that. That's like the ultimate humiliation. Because women will go, well, I was just being friendly. Why does this guy think I like him? I'm just being friendly. Most women aren't just friendly unless they like you. That's relatively rare. Especially if she keeps being friendly and keeps being flirtatious. Right. And what's funny, if you actually stop and listen to what she says, there are so many clues in there that tells you, yes, I like you. Ask me out. Hurry up. Give us an example. Well, she could say something like, hmm, you know, what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing. Or she may just say, you know, I have nothing going on tonight. You know, it's just going to be one of those ordinary, boring evenings. Yes, the I have a boring life. I don't ever have anything fun to do hint is a huge one. Right. Absolutely. She's trying to say, ask me out. Let's do something. Ask me to do something with you. Exactly. I think there's guys also, they can hear things from women like, do you have a girlfriend? Are you single? Oh, Oh, my goodness. Those are awesome clues. And they think the woman is just making, you know, conversation. conversation. She can't possibly really like me or something. If she had no interest in you, she would not be asking those questions. Right. As a matter of fact, the more a woman asks about you, the more interested she is in you. Exactly. Think about it. What do you care about the lives of random people you meet on the street in That's intimate detail? Exactly. You don't. Well, I mean, we'd love to think we do, but the reality is with 6 billion people on this planet, we just can't spend that kind of time on everybody getting to know them. Exactly. If a woman or a man, if anyone, anyone who is your motos, okay, is communicating with you and lingering and continuing the conversation, I'll tell you straight up, I don't think women need platonic friendships with heterosexual men any more than heterosexual men need platonic friendships with women well that's true well here's another clue people will shout me down for that people will argue with that and you're welcome to send me an email and disagree but i'll stand by that statement granted okay fair enough well here's another clue Mm -hmm. if she keeps coming back she comes talks a little bit and leaves comes back Mm -hmm. talks a little bit or she finds any little excuse to have to come back and talk to you right Oh, by the way, I forgot this over here by your side or leaving things behind so that she has to come back. I'll tell you this too. 
Women love men who lead. We've talked about this all the time. That's another reason why women aren't going to come straight out and ask you out, guys. They want you to do the heavy lifting here. They want you to choose them, but they will drop the hints. You just have to have to be there to receive them. That's right. Be alert. Them. Yep. You snooze, you lose. Exactly. Now, when you're in a relationship with someone and she says things like, we need to talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> I always hate that one. That's like oh. in Texan, that is, I need to have a visit with you. That means there's something serious to talk about. There's something that she perceives to be an issue. She wants to know more about what's going on. And you need to stop and you need to have that talk with her. You know what's funny about that? Sometimes you hear that and it turns out it was nothing at all. Well, it's usually nothing huge. She just wants attention or something. Right. Or, you know, there's a little something bugging her. Or a question and it's just a matter of answering it, getting it cleared and moving on. Now, you know what guys can't stand and you know what I think is this huge wedge that men and women drive between each other? What? A woman will say something. Never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's exactly where I'm getting at. You. It's not important. For, just forget about it. Right. That's right. And the context I'm talking about where that comes up as the answer is, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Never mind. Right. you never heard those words before, have you? <laughs> never. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think you're talking about two different things. Oh, yeah? I think there's two very related but sort of separate things. There's what's wrong, nothing which drives men nuts. Ladies, if you're listening to this, if you start a conversation with a guy, please follow through on it. It drives us stark raving bonkers when a woman just starts a conversation and leaves us hanging by a thread with it. It's just terrible. Yeah, but if a woman does that, men, if you happen to be with someone who's like that, Mm -hmm. let her know that she's important to you and you really want to hear what she has to say. Don't let her get away with it. Yeah, give her a hug or something. Yes. That way, if (laughs) you do this a few times, she will learn not to do this anymore. Now, the second part, the part that I'm picking up on that I'm thinking you are actually getting at, let me know if I'm on target here. Right. Is where a woman says, hey, uh, you know what? And you go, what? And she goes, never mind. Oh, that's so irritating. And see, there's a subtlety there that's different than... A guy saying, what's wrong when he senses something's wrong and you clamming up and not telling him? Nothing. Yeah, I agree. There, a woman wants to be held and told everything's going to be okay there. You shouldn't have to ask. You shouldn't have to browbeat. She just wants some attention. Well, she wants to know that you care enough to carry this conversation or to fix whatever the problem might be. And if you don't care enough, it's a test. It's a test to see if you really care about her. I agree. But what about the other side now? We're carrying on two conversations here. Thank goodness we're communicating. (laughs) even in the midst of two completely separate conversations. Everybody listening to this podcast is completely lost, but at least you and I are communicating, right? Right. Very good. Okay, now back to you saying, hey, Scott, guess what? And me going, what? And me going, what? And you go, mm, never mind. Okay. Well, that drives us completely stark raving nuts. Why? Why not? If you're a guy, you want to know how things work. You want to get under the hood and you want to fix stuff. It's just like if something's wrong and we are not in a position to be telepathic and figure out what it is, we can't fix it and we feel helpless. We don't feel like we're being a man in the situation. All too few guys, granted, understand that we're just supposed to hold you and say, look, it's going to be okay, whatever it is. Right, but usually it's y'all's instinct to just turn around and leave the matter as is. Right, because we don't know how to handle it. So when a guy doesn't know how to handle something and he's really uncomfortable with it, why in the world would he stick around and wait to see what happens from there? It can only get worse. (laughs) (laughs) same thing you know if you go hey you know what and we go what and then you say nothing or never mind or forget about it 
we're going to walk away from that frustration because it's going to keep eating at us because we do not speak the language of just starting a conversation and ending it. Interesting. Well, how in the world can you do that? You like doing that? Do women enjoy that? I don't know. It's just our way of... That's just the way we're built. To start conversations and leave them hanging. <laughs> like I said, it's our way of testing if we're important enough for you to try to do something. Or sometimes we just don't know what to do or how to fix things, so it's just forget about it. This, you know, I should have never said nothing to begin with. I only have two words in response to that. We're crazy. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next one. Oh, wait, wait. I got a good one. All right, go for it. Don't touch me. Don't touch me is when someone you're intimate with is mad at you. Yes. And they don't feel particularly drawn to you in the moment. They're going to tell you just to leave them the hell alone. No, that's not exactly it. Well, I know that's not exactly it, but that's how it's interpreted. Right. What don't touch me really means is come throw me against the refrigerator and kiss me till it's okay. Or at least hug me and tell me you love me and that everything's okay. Total code words. Crazy. (laughs) It's another test. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, is it safe to say that no matter what a woman says, a guy should potentially think maybe it's the opposite? No. Well, I didn't think so. Because sometimes when we say no, we really do mean no. (laughs) That's, That's the example I was thinking of. Okay, so then what's a guy to do? When do you mean this stuff? When do you mean the opposite? Is there a rule that we can go by? Is there a pattern? Can you give a brother anything to go on? Oh, well, other than no. Other than no? <laughs> I don't know. Look, you know, when a woman says no sexually, a lot of times she means not yet. Right. But it's up to the guy not to, you know, ravish her and pillage her if she's really not attracted. Right. If it's she not says a license. No, accept it for what it is. Yeah, it really is a no. You can't just push. But a lot of times a woman, if she's kissing you and if she's flirting with you and then says no, it really means not yet. Not if, now, not today. Maybe not even this week or this month. Not till I'm warmed up more. But no for now. No for now. And I think the key there between no meaning get away from me and no meaning not right now is, is she responding to you, kissing you? Is there something relatively intimate going on? Right. That's a... You need to work a little harder at this buster. That's it should not be an affectionate. Away. Yeah, exactly. and working harder at it doesn't mean trying harder right now. It means backing off, giving her space, mm-hmm. and taking it from there. Right. In other words, I'm not ready for this yet. You've got to go back to the drawing board. Right. Let's, yeah. let's start to get to know each other again. Or I honestly believe this. A lot of times it's a guy didn't succeed at building the attraction and ramping up that sexual tension between them enough for what he's trying to get done. Right. You know? It's like when women try to hijack the first kiss from me on first dates. Man, that used to irritate me. It's like, look, I got this all timed out. I've got a plan. And the woman just goes, smooch, done. I'm like, oh, no. She just cheats herself out of a sweet romantic opportunity. Yeah, I'll say. You know, I think a lot of times women need to understand that if guys aren't showing all their cards on a first date, it's because they have a plan. And ladies, you like that. Mystery. I love mystery. Right. Now, guys need to understand that women like surprises, but they like good surprises. Oh, yes. Now, I think it's a personality type issue where if someone says to you, I want to know what's going on. And you say, well, no, it's a surprise. And it's like, no, I think you better tell me right now. 
I think you better tell that person that right now, man yeah. or woman. Not everybody's made the same way. Now, I have told women the surprises that I had in store for them. They said, yeah, okay, aren't you glad I told you? What do you think about that? And they're like, oh, man. Yeah, you, They're you, sorry they asked. Yes, you already know not to tell me you have a surprise. Yeah, I know. You don't like surprises. I don't like being told there's a surprise and having to wait for it. But it's like how women like to be blindfolded and taken places. Right. God, don't ever blindfold a man. I've done that before. Oh. <laughs> and worse. <laughs> I do it for hours. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. But most men, I think, would detest being blindfolded and having their sight taken away from them. It would pull them into a powerless position. Whereas women, for some reason, like that. They like letting the guy lead if they trust the guy. Yes. But obviously, they don't want to be kidnapped Patty Hearst style and dragged away, you know, with a newspaper put in front of their face and held for ransom. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that is a friendly, nice surprise. Yes. Very big difference, I think. Notwithstanding your excuse here, your situation. <laughs> I think everybody else's mileage may vary substantially. You've been blindfolded for an hour or two. Uh, forget that. <laughs> Rip that bad boy off unless you had me hogtied. All right, so here's something else, okay? That was a thought. <laughs> Why, Emily? It's a side <laughs> of you I don't see often. And to think, I thought I took care of you earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sometimes a little spanking doesn't cut it. No. All right, so what about a couple that goes out and they're just not talking? One word answers. So, uh, aren't you glad I picked you up for this date? Yeah. Yes. Um, are you hungry? No. I mean, come on. Whether you're a man or a woman, you've got to get... Is everything okay? It's everything okay? Uh, yes. No conversation, but everything's okay. mm, Yes. Oh, man. That tells you that there's quite a bit in between that pause. (laughs) Exactly. There's a whole sentence or two or paragraphs within those, mm, and yes, or mm, no. (laughs) Dare I say a pregnant pause. Or a never be pregnant pause. You're never going to impregnate me pause. Right. Probably. How can a guy and a gal get rid of those awkward silences on first dates? Well, very simply put, just stop what you're doing and mm-hmm. say, look, obviously there's a problem here. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. If she chooses to continue to be childish, <laughs> there's take no her problem home. here. Yeah, well, if she's no the fun, you can't over. communicate. The date's over. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got to pull their weight here. That's right. Now, I will say this. If you ask someone to tell a little bit about themselves in a way where you show genuine interest. Right. And they just don't want to talk about it. Well, then you can start talking about something that has to do with current events or making light conversation. Uh, Don't talk about the weather because that's just way too boring. That's just like. That's code in of itself where we're not communicating here. (laughs) That's code in this date is going the wrong way. That's code for this is an awkward moment, but I'm making words. I'm forming words out of vowels and consonants. But believe me, I've been on that date. I've been on that date before and it really, really sucks. And they're actually, I've been on second dates and third dates. But she was really cute and it was kind of a challenge to draw her out. A lot of times women will go out on dates with guys and they'll clam up. They'll have nothing to say. And then they won't get second dates with guys and then we get the emails and the voicemails. I don't know what's wrong with me. I get the guys to ask me out and I feel like I'm beautiful and cute and sexy and all these wonderful things, but I just never get the second date. And these women are absolutely just, they got zippers on their mouths with locks (laughs) on them the whole date. They're not saying a blasted thing. And the guy is going to think, What's Invariably, wrong? what's wrong, first of all? Second of all, you know what comes logically following that? 
what? is, well, she obviously doesn't like me. She's not having a good time. Hmm. Now, I've been out with women who didn't say boo, and I like the challenge of drawing them out because I personally thought I could do it effectively. And not only did they agree to the second date, they were thrilled. They're like, yes, yes, I'll go on the second date. I'm like, wow, that's the most exciting expression I've seen from you since I've met you. And it's like, I don't think people, men or women, realize when they're being so blasted boring. You know what I think it is? What? Being uh, nervous. Nervous, yes. That's an outstanding point. Not being prepared for the date. Well, yes. But I also think that we're trained not to talk about ourselves because we think that's going to be boring boring, or that's going to be monopolizing the conversation and just lacking etiquette or something. But when you don't say anything, when you don't contribute. That's more boring. It's more boring. <laughs> yes. So don't be afraid to interject a little bit. Actually, I talked to a guy who had this particular issue. He was like, hey, you know, I like to go out on these dates and I like to listen to women talk and they ask me things about my life, but I really don't like to go into it much because... I'm just, it's not that I'm shy. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of modest. I've had some wild experiences, some really cool experiences, and I don't want to just feel like I'm bragging, you know? Yeah, but, you know, if she's asking him questions and he's avoiding it, right. he's giving her an impression, and this is where the miscommunication happens, yes. that something is wrong with this man. Or something's wrong with her, and he's just not wanting to give her any information. Well, yeah, that too. But it could be that, you know, she's going to get the vibe that something doesn't sit right. He's being secretive. Yeah. Something He's hiding something. Well, let's solve that. I think if a guy is asked a question or if a woman is asked a question on a date, go ahead and answer it. Answer it truthfully. If the answer is impressive, so be it. She asked, you answered. Yes, exactly. It's when you volunteer stuff that you believe to be impressive and no one asked that you start looking boorish and really like, oh, God, this guy is like just trying to seek approval. Exactly. Yeah, bad, bad deal there. See, the balance is struck when someone asks and you answer. Now, that's not to say that if you're asked preposterous questions on first dates, you need to deliver all the answers. That's when you can say, I don't feel comfortable talking about that, or this is a first date. You know, if we get to know each other better, right. I'd be more than happy to share that with you. You could say, I think that's a little too heavy for a first date. That perfect. would be perfect, too. Yeah. And I think that'll get the message across. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't want to belittle her and berate her and say, you know, you stupid fool for asking that question. <laughs> you fool. You know, I unplugged my nose in your general direction or something like that. You know, you don't want to do that. But, I mean, you can serve notice when things are inappropriate. But when people ask you a question and you deliver an answer that's suitable, that's not bragging and that's not being full of yourself. That's, that's conversation. That's right. That's being interesting. Right. And fun. Yes, and that's how you get second dates. Exactly. And, you know, of course, there's people who can go for long-term relationships and say very little to each other. Oh, we've seen those before. I don't know how those people can continue to relate to each other. I guess it's just they found their soulmate or something, and they're both men and women of few words. And, you know, if that's your style, that's cool, too. But make sure, you know, that the style of the person you're with is the style that matches you if you're that type of person. Now, talking about that, that's an interesting thought. Mm -hmm. Because people have different ways of communicating. Yeah. Their thought processes are different. And so you may have two people who can talk, but they don't seem to be on the same wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> right. Have you ever, like, said something and the other person just totally doesn't get it? Or, or takes, takes it the wrong, wrong way. Yeah. I've been hypersensitive. I've had that happen before that no matter what I said was taken the wrong way, misinterpreted, misunderstood, and we just weren't, it just wasn't clicking. It wasn't right. matching. We're talking, 
if you're a person who makes fast assumptions on people when when they didn't really mean what they're saying and you always assume the worst from what they're saying, don't expect good, solid communication. And that's not gender specific. No, because I've had that happen to me before. And it's nice when you're with someone and you speak, even if you say half a sentence and they understand the other half. Right, exactly. I mean, you don't have to exactly finish each other's sentences just yet. Right. But at least resonating. Or if you don't understand exactly what the person meant by something, ask. Sheesh. I remember one time when I first got online, I met this woman online, and we were talking via IM, okay? And I happened to be talking to two or three people at once via IM. (laughs) That's a challenge. (laughs) Well, it's something I talk about and highly recommend on my blog post I just did on IM. It's a great thing to be able to balance a few conversations. Well, you know, we were talking and she was asking way too many personal questions. I had never even met this woman before. It was like our first contact beyond email. Mm. Barely, like day one. And I took max 10 seconds to get back to one of her IMs. Mm -hmm. And she's buzzing me. You know, like it happens, the bling. Oh my goodness, how annoying. And I'm like, I wasn't going to just be at her beck and call like that. The next thing out of her mouth, like five or seven seconds later, is stop looking at porn in all capital letters with multiple exclamation points behind it. Oh, wow. You ought to see my mouth. I just dropped. (laughs) What? Ladies, that's not the way to get a guy endeared to you, okay? Now, whether I was looking at porn or not is indifferent. I wasn't, actually. I was actually talking to other people. But to be so demanding and to think the worst of people is just unthinkable if you want people to like you and you want to be successful wildly successful in your dating life well it turned out she really thought the worst of men in general i mean that conversation lasted maybe another 10 minutes and i was like well you know i wish you well kind of thing Mm. well my experience was we were cooking or we had a can of beans and we're out on a boat figuring out how to cook right (laughs) that's a date a can (laughs) of beans and a boat well, we had more food, but we had a can of beans and nowhere to no no way to cook them. Okay. And so I was like, well, how are we going to cook them? Well, I was going to put them in a pot or so. I don't remember what I was going to do with them, right? And well, any self-respecting guy just grabs a spoon and eats it out of the can. <laughs> yeah, thing. right. So anyway, he's like, well, how do you want to cook them? I said, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Just how are you going to do it? And it came across as that I'm upset, so just do it your way. Whenever I truly, honestly meant, I don't really mind. Either way is fine with me. Just cook them the way you want. Whatever works best for you. Well, see, that concept you're talking about is really tied to people learning communication patterns. Exactly. Which is, again, not a gender-specific thing. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, men and women do need to learn how to communicate. I mean, you've got to be friends with people you're dating. You don't want to just be friends with people you're dating. But the problem with being friends with the people you're dating is the word just. Otherwise, yeah, you know, I mean, you and I are pretty much best friends. You are my best friend. Yeah, well, forget the pretty much. We are. But see, a lot of times people don't even learn how to communicate. I mean, we've heard from couples, another thing that goes along with this is we've heard from couples who they don't talk about those heavy-duty issues because they didn't want to get heavy on the first date. Then they didn't want to get heavy on the second date. Then they know each other six, eight months, two years, and they don't even know if the other person wants kids or not. Oh, we had and they've a couple, moved in together. Yeah, if we had a couple that was three years together that way. Yes. I mean, see, so you have to get to where you're willing to communicate to each other. Exactly. And that's something I think where both the man and woman has to understand, look, communication is important. When something I think is going awry, needs to be fixed, talk about it. That reminds me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we were first dating, mm-hmm. the first few dates, I think somewhere around two or three? What I, I guess Maybe it was three or four. What I pulled out, 
My book. Oh, okay, that. <laughs> Your book with all the uh, 1,001 questions, questions to, to ask. ask. Yeah. Some of them were just fun and, and playful questions, but. Yeah, well, we've recommended that book on this show before. I think that's fantastic. You know, a book full of questions to ask someone you're going to date. I mean, don't grill them with it, but just ask the fun ones, you know, yes. just to make conversation. Yeah, you did that. You had that book with you about the first week and a half we were dating. Yes, exactly, because I don't remember how I pulled it out, but somehow I just decided to show it to you so that we would be on fair playing grounds. For those of you just joining, we were talking about a book. Anyway, <laughs> I remember the first time you actually asked a sexual question from the book. Oh, yeah, I was, I was so like, nervous about yes. that. Yeah, it right. took me a while, yeah, but exactly. I got there. She did. Now, what about the couple who, when they have fights, they clam up? They just mm. don't talk to each other, and they just let it simmer and let it simmer. I think that is a major problem that we should address before we close this podcast. Okay. Here's my thought on that. Yeah. If you're really upset, both parties or mm -hmm. one, to where they're not able to communicate effectively, mm -hmm. in other words, to get a positive result. Right. You have two Remember people fact, mad at each other, and they clam up. I had this in one of my emails that I sent out to everybody yeah. on how to argue effectively. Right. And if you're so upset that you're going to say things that are going to be damaging, it's good to take a time out and say, you can even say, look, I'm so upset right now. It's not a good time to talk, but we can talk about this. Right. I would stop just short, especially if you're a guy of saying, I'm not going to continue this because I don't want to say something I'll regret later. Because a woman will go, what are you going to say that you're going to regret later? Exactly. Just like the guy would. It really comes back down to the same way. Just say you need a timeout, right. but you do want to talk about this because she needs that reassurance that this is going to get resolved. Right, and don't freeze each other out with silence either. Some men and some women do that. They'll just not talk to the person for four or five days till they have to cool off or whatever. That's, that's no not way a timeout. That's a long vacation. That's being childish. <laughs> yeah, it's not being capable of holding a relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, when... Uh, yeah, but, but if you're still upset, you can at least let that issue go to the side, be pleasant with each other. And address it the next day. You know, even if you're in the midst of something that's a disagreement, if you have the wherewithal to tell the person, look, I love you. Right. But we're going to have to sell this after I simmer down. I think that goes a long way, especially with women. Yes, that's very wonderful to be able to do that. Yeah, I know it's so hard for guys to do that. Sometimes we just don't Why? feel it. Well, because it's kind of like cutting your balls off and handing them over. At least that's what it feels like if a guy is too proud of himself. Yeah, but if he wants to keep his woman, he's going to have to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of a... That's like kind of a decoding issue. Absolutely. It's one of them. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to let a lot of time pass. As soon as you simmer down, have the conversation. Don't freeze each other out. And by all means, don't enjoy being upset. Being upset. Don't, yeah. don't take a time out for the purpose of enjoying soaking and getting more angry and letting it boil. Absolutely. The whole point of time out is learning to settle down, calm yourself to the point where you're able to talk. And the whole thing you need to remember is... What do you want as an end result? Right. Do you want to break up or do you want to fix this problem and enjoy each other's company? Right. If that's what you honestly, truly want, to enjoy each other's company, then the purpose is to talk in a calm manner to fix what's going on. If you're going to break up with someone, I think you need to be absolutely clear, okay? I think the proper protocol for communicating when a breakup is imminent is, first of all, like we've talked about on our other show about breakups, don't break up till you really know that you want to. Yeah. It's immature to break up on an impulse. Once you've decided you're going to break up with someone, you need to have resolve about it. You need to say, hey, look, I think you're a decent person as long as they haven't done wrong by you. I mean, if they cheated on you or if they've uh, beaten you or something, then just break up with them and don't talk to them anymore. 
Get them out of your life. But if they really did nothing other than just simply not be good enough or you're just lost attraction for them and they haven't been horrible to you, you need to be very clear that the relationship's over. And then you need to resist their little uh, ploys to get back in your life. People, men and women will do this. Find any excuse to keep the conversation right. going. And, you know, the nice person who doesn't want to be mean to this person they dated and has some affection for her, at least, they're not going to want to hurt that person, so they'll entertain the conversation. But that's where things get dragged on and dragged on. Right. Where you end up still dating them, not really dating them. Exactly. And, you know, the universal thing to say, I think, when you're in a situation where you really are trying to have an amicable breakup, but it's, it's not going anywhere, is, look, I think you are someone else's woman. I think there's another guy out there who will appreciate you more than me. And a woman can say that to a guy, too. Fair enough? Fair enough. Here's another thing real quick. Yeah? A lot of women will say, if you're not going to do this for me, then I'm leaving. And, and it a leaves guy a man will. wondering, well, are you leaving for good or for now or for what? Is yeah. it a threat? Right. And if the guy says, okay, fine, leave, she's stuck. Did he break up with me? <laughs> exactly. That's so true. So, yeah, ladies, if you're going to, you know, level ultimatums on guys, make sure you mean it because we might just take you up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad idea there. Yes. If you want to reach us by email, you can do so by emailing me at scott at date to order dot com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R dot com. Or you can email me at Emily. That's E-M-I-L-Y at date to order dot com. And we'd like to announce for you that Emily's got her brand new advanced series for women that kind of starts with becoming a great woman and then teaches you how to meet a great man online or offline. It covers the online dating part and the offline dating part. It's exciting. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I even covered the whole thing on questions to ask, when to ask it, and how to ask it. How to meet a guy online in 30 days or less. Yes. Fantastic stuff. And if you want to find out more about Emily's program, it's at www.clickwithhim.com, all one word, C-L-I-C-K-W-I-T-H-H-I-M.com. And you've got Amy Waterman as a guest on there and Mia Summers from uh, meetyoursweet.com. Absolutely. And uh, like we do with the Guys Virtuosity program, you're going to keep on expanding that. There's audio and video, and uh, you definitely want to check that out. Once again, that's www.clickwithhim.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, no one's actually going to answer the phone. It's just for voicemail. So you can dial this anywhere in the world 24-7. Plus one, 210-342-4400. Once again, plus one, 210-342-4400. 4400. When you send us a voicemail, please tell us your name. Please give us your email address so we can send you a cool prize. Right. Right. And please keep your voicemail to one main point that you're asking. Ask a question. We're happy to get voicemails from you that tell us how much you like the show. But if you want to make it to the show and have your question answered here on the show, you need to make it a concise point that will be relevant to everybody here. And we will use it on the show. We're going to do some more of that. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you via email or via voicemail. Yes, we look forward to it. Plus, remember, if this show has been even 0.01% meaningful to you in some way, please leave us a review on iTunes and or dig us, bookmark us to delicious, stumble upon us, save us to Reddit, do any of those social bookmarking things that help us gain popularity. We need you all to do that for us to help build our audience, and we appreciate everything you do. 
And here's one last shot for you all to go ahead and get that special bonus episode of X and Y on the Fly that we did that basically chronicles how a relationship grew when our son was born. And uh, there's some pretty funny stuff in there. Oh, yes. And if you want some insight into what really goes on in our minds and uh, what happened to us on pretty much one of the most important days of our lives and how it relates to dating and relationships in general for you, I think that's a pretty fun podcast to listen to. It's a real departure from what we're used to doing. Right. So if you want to get that special bonus podcast, here's what you need to do. Go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com, which is our main website, and just join our newsletter. And if you're already on our newsletter, go ahead and join again. It won't double it up twice. Yeah, just use the same email address. Exactly. And you can get your hands on that. Well, I guess you're going to get your ears on it. You can't really <laughs> get your hands on it because it's virtual. But right. whatever. You can get that bonus podcast just by entering your email address, joining our newsletter. And um, it's a full episode, bonus episode, and we're sure you'll enjoy it. Until episode number 37, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Until then, be good. And have fun. Copyright 2008, X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Visit Scott and Emily on the web and get the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. You can also join Emily's newsletter just for the ladies at www.keystobliss.com. Also, be sure to check out the brand new Dating Cast on iTunes or at www.x-net-media.com. This is Ed Roy Odom, and you've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast.